and um, I trust that God's going to help us before we leave here tonight. This subject's very dear to my heart, and it's deep in my spirit tonight. And uh, pardon me if I get a little emotional tonight in preaching what the Lord has laid on my heart. I'm built that way. And um, that ought to be all right for us to be a little emotional about the things we're passionate about. And I believe God's going to speak to hearts tonight. He's going to clarify some things in some people's minds. He's going to chart the course for some futures tonight, I really believe. Jesus' name. Psalm 144, verse number 1. Blessed be the Lord my strength, which teacheth my hands to war and my fingers to fight. By the help of the Lord tonight, I'm going to preach from this verse, teach my hands to war. God, we need you now. In a powerful way, meet with your people tonight. I know your anointing was upon me in preparation. I feel your anointing now. I pray, God, that I push past every obstacle in this flesh. And everything, God, every stronghold that is around must come down. Let the glory of God enter in tonight. Teach our hands to war. And before we leave tonight, have your way all over this building and in every life that submits to you tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. You can be seated. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, we are in a spiritual battle. The church, the church is under spiritual attack. The people of God are under spiritual attack. What's been happening to you may not be nearly as circumstantial as it is that it's just a spiritual attack. Ephesians, the sixth chapter, paints a very graphic picture of a spiritual struggle that we're in. If you could consider with me that it is not a carnal battle. It's not one of flesh and blood, but it is spiritual. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we do wrestle. We wrestle against principalities and against powers and against rulers of the darkness of this world. We wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. And the reason that some people take this struggle so lightly is because they really have never engaged in it. 
They have given up and turned over their territory long before now. And so they're no longer engaged in the battle. Can I tell you tonight that you will either fight or you will become the spoils of war. There is no middle ground. It is either fight or die. Another reason that people are not engaged and take this spiritual battle talk so lightly is because they are too carnal to comprehend the real battle that we are in. They make light of spiritual talk because they can't see what the spiritual are able to see. You can only see it if you're prepared to see it. It could be that you are in a spiritual battle that they can't see, so they think that it's all in your mind. They don't even understand that it is, there is a spiritual battle going on. They thought we just sang three songs and took an offering and preached 45 minutes and gathered around the front and went to Pizza Hut. They didn't realize that there is a real spiritual battle that is going on. Physical battles are won by fighting in the flesh. But when it comes to spiritual battles, there is only one way to fight. A spiritual battle must be fought in the realm of the Spirit. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. The Bible never tells us to take up fists and clubs and weapons. But it says that there are weapons, but those weapons are not carnal weapons but that those weapons are mighty through God to the pulling down. Of the enemy's strongest towers. You have some weapons, but they're not carnal weapons. Some people view it as carnal, but it's not a carnal weapon. It is a spiritual weapon. My prayer and my worship are spiritual weapons. Some people say, I, it's not in all that wailing and carrying on. You don't know my battle. Some people say it's not all in that shout and outward expression of worship. You don't know what I've been going through. For my weapons are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down a stronghold. Don't criticize my worship until you know what my worries have been. Don't criticize my prayer until you've been where I've been. Because I'm in a spiritual battle. 
and perhaps the most powerful weapons that we have is our voice to praise God, to bless the name of the Lord, to worship the name of the Lord, to pray and cry out to the Lord. The Bible is full of expressions that are to come through our voice. And the other weapon that we have that I want to focus on tonight is the powerful weapons of our hands. For battles are not won with your voice. It's a good weapon. It is a good method of praise and worship. It is a good weapon of communication. It is a good weapon, but your voice will never really do the fighting. But the writer says it so clearly that our hands must be taught to do war. The Bible is full of expressions on how to use your hands to do war. Oh, clap your hands. Mm. All ye people. And shout unto God with a voice of trust. Why don't you try that right now? There is a weapon in your voice and a weapon in your hand that will defeat the enemy. Shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. The flesh brags about our own strength, our own talents and our own abilities. But spiritual warriors fight on their knees and with their worship. They've learned to keep their tongue and hold their own words and restrain their fingers from typing their feelings because they know this is a spiritual battle. I know some of you came to church on Sunday night for church as usual, but it's about to get real in here tonight. Because we are in a spiritual battle. And I believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that some strongholds are about to be brought down. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. To the tearing down of strongholds. If you're not prepared for it and you're not equipped for spiritual warfare, tonight may get a little uncomfortable for you because I'm sensing a spirit of expectation that Brother Danny preached about last Sunday night that is about to be unleashed in this room. And if it gets real uncomfortable for you, it's okay. You don't have to participate. But you may die in the middle of trying to flee for your very own life. So I call the church tonight to engage in this spiritual 
battle. I realize that I'm missing some of my strong warriors tonight. Some are sick. Some are in the hospital. Some are weakened by physical conditions. But God is going to show up. And we are going to take new territory before we are done in this place tonight. I repeat, we will take new territory before we are done in the house tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to try to get through this message before demonstration begins to happen. But the Lord spoke to me on Friday night about what Dylan has been going through over the last little while. Dylan, I didn't know you were going to be here. I was going to ask somebody to live stream to you because I wanted you to hear what I'm about to say tonight. And I planned this message for you not to be here, so I didn't intend to embarrass you, but I did want to speak to you. Because not one but two great men that don't even know each other contacted me. And they both said almost the same identical words. That God had spoken to them and had told them to contact me. And they began to tell me what God had spoken. And what they did not know was that I had already written down what God had spoken to me. And it was exactly what they were saying to me on the phone. They contacted me to tell me that this is a spiritual attack. No, some of you just disconnected. See, that's how much you know about spiritual attacks. Because the Lord will use an automobile accident as a spirit. Uh, the, the, the devil will use an automobile accident as a spiritual attack. He'll use a broke checking account as a spiritual attack. He'll use an argument in your home as a spiritual attack. He'll use something that happens on your job as a spiritual attack. He'll use a flat tire as a spiritual attack. God may be protecting you from something, but the devil jumps in in the middle of it and said you had the flat. God said I gave you the flat to delay you from the automobile accident, but Satan says I gave you the flat to keep you from being able to reach what you were wanting to get done today. The more I preach, the fewer are disconnecting. If you're not accustomed and understanding of spiritual warfare, it may get uncomfortable for you. My dad called me and said, Son, I just want you to tell Dylan. He started weeping on the phone. I just want you to tell Dylan to fight hard. You don't understand my dad. He was crying on the phone and all he could say, just tell him to fight hard. I knew what that meant. 
Because my dad wouldn't say the Lord told me if the Lord told him. Because he's afraid he's going to say the Lord said and the Lord didn't say. And so all he's going to do is just share what he's feeling and what the Lord is really speaking. And so he said, just tell him to fight hard. I came tonight to remind some of you that you're going to have to have some fight in you if you're going to win in this battle. It is through spiritual warfare that God is raising up a generation of apostles and prophets, pastors and teachers and evangelists. Yeah, there's a more just disconnected. I come tonight to tell you it doesn't matter whether you like it or don't like it. In these last days, God is raising up a younger generation that is not afraid of what we have been afraid of. You may as well go ahead and get used to it, but they're going to do some things that you and I were afraid to do because they don't have as much time as we have had because the coming of the Lord is soon. But I declare tonight in the name of the Lord that there is going to be some territory that is going to be taken. They will subdue kingdoms. A prophet of the Lord contacted me this morning and said to me, you wouldn't know him if I told you. I'll introduce you to him before long. He's going to come preach for us. I don't even hardly know the man. I just know a little bit about him from here and there. And he just out of the blue contacted me and he said, I'm praying for your son. I need to know some things. And he started asking me a few things. And he began to prophesy over me. And I'm just going to tell you what he said. He said, God is raising up some apostles that are going to take entire cities. This is what he said. He said there is regional authority. And God is raising up some apostles. This is big here. He said they're going to take entire nations. While I miss my nap at 2 o'clock on Sunday... Today I just looked around me and I saw about 10 young people from this church that was in Lebanon. There was at least that many or more over in Lafayette. You know why they're there? It's not because they don't want to rest and relax and have fun and play ball on Sunday. It's because they are engaged in a spiritual battle and they see what the other side of victory is going to look like and they are determined we're going to take Lafayette. We're going to take Frankfurt. We're going to take Lebanon. We're going to take North Central Indiana. We're going to take... I want to remind those of you that's been with me for a while. God released spiritual dominion and authority to CLC three years ago. 
He gave us not just the city, but the region. Through many infallible proofs did he speak to the church and gave us the key to the city and to possessing our promise. Some of you have walked in it. You have experienced it. Others have scoffed at it and made light of it. You know what I'm preaching about. Hell knows what I'm preaching about. I got to tell some of you that the things that you have been dealing with and going through is more than just a little sickness. You are under spiritual attack because the devil is trying to delay, sidetrack, prevent, hinder, whatever he can possibly do. He's trying to do it because he understands the power that is in your hands. And those of you that get what I'm preaching about tonight, that your prayer is, God, teach my hands to war. And you have engaged in this spiritual battle. You have been attacked. You have had battle after battle and struggle after struggle because the devil knows your potential. And he knows if he can hinder your hands, you can't do battle. Sister Sanchez, I'm glad you're here tonight. Somebody interpret for me. Sister Sanchez, I'm glad you're here tonight. I wrote this down in study as the Lord moved upon me. Because you thought it was just some random sickness. But it's a spiritual attack. To try to sidetrack the work and ministry of your husband and your family. But be confident. God is teaching your hands to war. Oh, Satan better be careful because when they come out the other side of these kind of battles, they're going to be stronger, wiser, more skilled, prepared. God, teach our hands to walk. Somebody thought your family just went through some hard times. God is teaching your hands to war. You thought your world was falling apart. It's just a spiritual attack. And I'm going to tell you why. Because God, there is a shift that is happening in CLC. We have gone through shifts. And this week, God showed me. I hate it when I go through those periods of not even, I can't, I don't even know where we are. I see where we've come from. I'm casting vision into the future. I'm walking into a promised land that I don't even know what it is. 
But then all of a sudden, God shows me. This is what that I have been setting up for you. CLC has elevated in the level of praise and worship. We have elevated in the area of programming. Our music is second to none. Our outreach efforts are excellent and they're getting better. We have teams that are going out on a weekly and monthly basis. We're getting ready to cooperate more than we ever have because we are connecting the efforts of Frankfurt, Lebanon, and Lafayette. And our teams are going to share in our work. And we're going to work one area and another. We're going to be linked together like we have never been. There's none, neither of the three churches are going to ever suffer. Neither of the three churches are going to have to fret and worry. Because we'll just move somebody over with talent to fill in in somebody else's absence. This is about an end time revival. This isn't about trying to build a mega church somewhere. We can build 10 churches of 200 or we can build one church of 2,000. It doesn't matter how God wants to do it. It's about reaching the lost. Jeremy, you keep asking me, why, Pastor? Why all of this? I got you an answer. Friday night. Why is my family going through it? Why is all the struggle? Because the Lord is trying to teach CLC how to war. There's going to be a shift in our prayer meetings. It's going to stop being about my cold and my earache and my flu. And my friend's friend that's got a friend somewhere and we spend half of our time about physical needs and all of our things. We're going to come in and engage in spiritual warfare prayer. I'm going to tell you how that happens. We're not asking for anything. God, you are worthy. I'm going to use the weapon of my voice and the weapon of my hands. I'm going to make noise. I'm going to give him praise. And the devil's going to get mad. And he's going to flee because he can't stand it when we involve our hands in war. Oh, come on, all over the building, just for a moment. Lift up your voice. Lift up your hands and magnify the Lord. Oh, the devil's having a bad night. I got a few more things to tell you, and this place is about to explode tonight. God is teaching the church 
to war. Give me a minute. I love the shout more than anybody. I hadn't seen any owl running in a while. But what I'm feeling right now, I feel like I can run through a troop and leap over a wall. I love the dance. I'm not very good at it. But there are times that we have to buckle down and get beyond the shout and get beyond the dance because it's time to fight. And if you don't have experience in war, this is why it's important to show up to called prayer meetings. Because it's basic training. You're not going to know what to do on Sunday night. That's why when everybody engages on Sunday night and God's moving, there's a select few that God's really working through and the rest are running around wanting to be part. Because you weren't at prayer meeting. And you weren't engaged. And you weren't part of the fasting. And you weren't part of the preparation. And you didn't take the command of the officer. Now you're not even understanding. You like what you feel. You like the show. So here's your answer to some of you that's been going through more than your share. Because God has been putting you through some basic training. He is teaching your hands to war. You're having to learn that it's more than a shout because you don't have a shout in you. Because the mess you've been going through has taken the dance out of your step. In Numbers, the 33rd chapter, there's a story about the Israelites conquering Jericho. And you know how they did it. They did it by marching around the walls and shouting. But then... When they got ready, oh, this is good, y'all. This was straight from heaven. When they got ready to go more into Canaan, the promised land, Brother Bolinger, they got ready to go deeper and take more territory because Jericho was the first city they came to. It's just a few miles across the river. Now... They get ready to go deeper into Canaan. The only way they can go deeper into Canaan is they've got to learn how to fight because there's giants in the land. We've gotten where we are with a shout and a dance, but where we're going... 
It's going to take some warriors. It's going to take some warriors. Dylan, I didn't even get a chance to give you the prayer cloth that these young people in the Sunday school class prayed over. It was a Facebook post about it today. I got the prayer cloth. It needs to be a keepsake. Put it in your memorials. Because while they were praying, the doctor was in your room saying nothing more we can do. Looks like he's going to be fine. Because their young hands are learning how to war. Because they're not intimidated to sit on a front and second row and clap their hands or lift their little hands or worship regardless what anybody else does. So Israel gets accustomed to manna every morning, an afternoon meal of quail, and water flowing from a rock that followed them around everywhere they went. All they had to do was get out of the easy chair, walk out and pick it up, go back in and eat. But in Canaan, the Lord said, I prepared the land to sustain you. But you got to go in. And you got to go to work. You got to go to war. Now in their new territory, they had to learn how to fight. This week in prayer, God took me to this passage and he said, for me to tell some of you that there's some battles that you will win with a shout. And there's some battles that you'll win with a dance. And there's some things you're going to conquer with your voice. But there's some battles that you're only going to win when you engage your hands to fight. While some of the promises of God come easy, And we think because God promises us something that he hands it to us on a spiritual platter and says, here it is all served up and warm like mama's dinner. You just walk in and sit down and eat. But the Lord says, my promises is that here's the end. You're going to win. It's your land and I'm with you. But you've got to muster the courage. To show up and fight. Well, I'm just going to sit here through service. Clip my fingernails. Rest and relax. Got to work tomorrow. Make my notes of what I need to get done. Yeah, you will. While the Lord is raising up a generation of fighters and warriors... And you think you're going to make it on a spillover blessing, but you're not. You're going to have to learn how to fight for yourself. Because either you're going to fight or become the spoils of war. So I wonder if some of you get the victory on Sunday, but then Monday comes and you feel like it's a struggle for survival. I want you to know that if you'll grab a hold of the presence of God that's in this house tonight. 
and establish the fact that you're not going to let go, there's some crazy things that can happen. The question is, is is the territory worth fighting for? One thing Israel may not have been expecting was to hear that God wasn't going to let them go into the promised land without a fight. Maybe it discouraged some of you for me to tell you that all the promises and prophecies that God has brought to us does not mean they're going to be handed to you. It means they're yours now. Get up and go fight for them. He promised us a building. There's some folks that understand they're getting up going out building it. He promised us the city. There's some folks that's getting up going out knocking doors. He's promised me my family. I'm going to do everything I can. I'm not just going to say, well, y'all go on live the way you want to live. Uh-uh. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. I'm going to do everything I can to see to it. He promised me, so I'm going to give it my best shot. And God's not going to hand you new territory just because you show up to church on Sunday night. He'll give it to you, but you got to let him teach your hands to war. One of the most annoying things in the world is to be in a church service when you're trying to have a move of God and you're leading people and you ask people, come on, lift your hands. I'm not going to do it because I was asked to do it. That's rebellion. It's the sin of witchcraft. You need the Holy Ghost. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. There's a purpose. We are teaching our hands. When I don't know what to do, I may have a bad back, but I still have a voice and I still have some hands. I may not be able to run very well or dance very well, but I'll clap my hands and lift up my voice and fight with the best of them. We've come this far by faith and a shout with a new territory that is set before us. There will be a spiritual war. And if we're going to have the kind of church and if we're going to be what God wants us to be, then we're going to have to fight that kind of battle. Because higher levels means bigger devils. Means a greater fight. Now, I'm not here to embarrass you tonight, Dylan. But you have perfected your ability to use your hands to praise. I love it when you're on that organ. I love it when you're clapping your hands. And you got that eight-foot arm span when you're out there waving. I love it. But the reason 
that you've been going through what you're going through is because that comes easy for you. I'm using a little example here. You better be applying this to your life right now. That comes easy for you. But where God wants to take you to and the territory that He has for your future. I hate to tell you this, but it's not going to come so easy. So He puts you for three days fighting for your life. I'm going to go ahead and say it. And the devil knows how powerful that your hands are going to be when you learn to do war with them. That may be why the nine millimeter went off in your hand. Because he tried to prevent those hands. Because you're going to touch that keyboard and anointing is going to come. Don't get crazy, Isaac. You're one of the most talented dudes I know. Your hands get on that bass guitar. Your hands get on that keyboard. Your hands get on that organ. Your hands get on those drums. Your hand grabs this microphone. You are anointed. God is teaching your hands to do all sorts of things. But when the battle comes, don't get discouraged. Because there's some territory in your future. He knows some of you are going to be a powerful weapon if you ever get the understanding of what you can do when you get beyond the surface elements and get in the mode of doing war. Because Satan is afraid of the warrior that you are becoming. It's no wonder, son. It's no wonder that this week you didn't even know about it. You're just learning about it now. Don't ask me any questions when you get home. That's why this week you were attacked by a so-called spiritual giant. That's why this week You were attacked by a well-intended elder. (laughs) Because they don't have a clue about war. I'm tired of pseudo-preachers, pseudo-religion, pseudo-elders. If my generation doesn't want to do it, get ready. God's going to raise up a generation... That'll go out and fight. God's going to raise up a people that are not afraid. They won't back down. They won't step down. They won't look aside. But they're going to fight. No wonder the doctors thought Sister Sanchez had cancer. 
God said, I'm just teaching her to war. Anytime it happens, it's because God is giving you new territory. Get ready, Rock Church. You got some new territory coming. Can you give me just a couple more minutes? First Peter chapter 4. Beloved, think it not strange. I was really trying to preach this this morning. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. As though some strange thing has happened to you. <laughs> it's a rare form. An unusual form. Of E. coli. It's a rare form. Of lung disease. <laughs> Think it not strange. I understand I'm calling the devil out tonight. That's why we're going to be praying and fasting this week. You just go ahead and choose your day or your days. But this week we're going to be praying and fasting for the whole congregation and everybody that's in agreement with what I'm preaching tonight because hell's going to release everything he can because he wants to get ahead of you. But tonight before we leave, there's some people that's going to get in the battle and declare my hands are going to do war. My hands are going to do war. Get ahead of the devil tonight. Go ahead and start engaging tonight. So think it not strange. Everybody say strange. Odd. <laughs> think it not odd concerning the fiery trial. Think it not strange though. As though some strange, weird thing has happened to you. Because that strange, odd, weird thing is working for your good. Because God is teaching your hands to war. That means there's new territory ahead of you. That all you're going to, when you come out the other side of it, that if, I think it was Kurt Franklin that said it right, if the devil only knew what I was going to be after the storm, he wouldn't have even bothered me. If he knew how strong you could be after you got through it. Come on, I'm just about done. Some of you are done before me tonight. But I'm going to tell you, if the devil really understood what you're going to be when you come out the other side of this thing, stronger, more powerful, wiser, ready to fight. Our friend, brother and sister Brosom, went to Chicago land area to start a church 12 or 14 years ago. And he really struggled for a while. His health was attacked. He was diagnosed not with just one kind, but two types of cancer. Both Hodgkin's and non-Hodgkin's. Lymphoma. Strange. 
While he's undergoing chemo treatment, his wife came down with some weird type of seizure that required a very dangerous, unique brain surgery. But the deal is, when Job didn't curse God and die, on the other side of broken was a ten-time bonus. Brother Brosom, how's the church doing? Phil, we're in the summer slump. What does that mean? Oh, we're running 160 to 180. We're knocking on that 200 whenever we get everybody there. Mm -hmm. In an area where he didn't draft off of everybody's church around him. They went in and plowed it out. Because I've yet to see anybody that could go out and win a battle that didn't first teach their hands to war. And God is putting some of you through, through some things and he is teaching your hands to war. And some of you get bad attitudes about what you're going through. I got to ask you the question is, is your territory, is the new territory worth fighting for? If it is, learn the lesson and get out and fight. You will not die in this. It's just basic warfare training. God hasn't sent you into the battlefield alone because he promised that he would be with you. For who is God save the Lord? Who is our rock save God? It is God that girdeth me with strength and maketh my way perfect. He maketh my feet like hinds feet and setteth me up on my high places. He teacheth my hands to war so that the bow of steel shall be broken by my arms. Thou hast also given me the shield thy salvation and thy right hand hath holden me up and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me and my feet, my feet did not slip. I have pursued mine enemies and overtaken them. Neither did I turn again till they were consumed. I have wounded them. They that were not able to rise against me and they have fallen under my foot for thou hast girded me with strength unto the battle I gotta close this out you may as well prepare yourself because we're going to fight. There's going to be fights. The Israelites fought, the Israelites fought with swords and shields. They fought flesh against flesh. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. But mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Israelites came out of Egypt as humble slaves to the taskmasters. But if they were going to conquer Canaan, they were going to have to learn how to become mighty warriors. And before you can come a mighty, uh, become a mighty warrior, you're going to have to prove yourself in a fight. That's why our prayer must be teach my hands to war. 
And there's only one way. The reason that they don't just have a school to learn how to have warfare, but they send people off to basic training and put them through all sorts of years of 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 training. Uh, brother, uh, just talk, talk to brother John, sister Chris. Reading, uh, their son just just graduated out of his first segment of basic training, and I said, "How long is he going to be in training?" They said, two years." Two years of training. When will you get to see him next Christmas? How much will he get to come home during that time? Maybe one time a year. Because it is a special forces unit that is very unique. And he's going to be doing some very different type things that is heavy into technology. And it is called immersion. They have to be immersed in what they are doing. If your spirit says, I don't have time for all this, and I've got a life outside, you're going to miss the point of learning how to be a great warrior. Because God is wanting to immerse you. This is not practice. It is for real. I close with this. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. The scripture said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church, right? The gates of a city are permanent and they are a protective measure taken to keep intruders from entering and taking the spoils of war. So the only time that gates come into play is when the opponent is charging the city. This means that this passage that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church is this this scripture is not about hell attacking the church. It's about the church attacking hell. Jesus gave us an example because he walked into it. And led captivity captive and grabbed some keys while he was down there. And so therefore, he led an example for us to not sit down and watch the world go by and all the things that hell has taken from you. Because it's time that we reverse the role and we get on the offensive. Teach my hands to war. Because I'm about to go teach hell a lesson. He's messed with my kids long enough. He's messed with my health long enough. I've lost enough sleep. I'm about to go on the offensive. I'm going to give the devil a bad day. Teach my hands to war. I'm going to worship like I've never worshipped. I'm going to employ my hands in every battle that I can employ it in. I'll lay hand upon. I'll lay my hands upon every sick person I can, and hell's going to have to turn loose. I'll lay my hands upon whomever and they're going to recover because the Bible said, not because it's my hands, but I have taught my hands to walk. Come on, CLC. Why don't somebody employ your hands for a moment? Why don't you begin to magnify the Lord for a moment? Why don't you employ your voice and your hands together as a mighty weapon and declare in the name of the Lord, I'm going to take territory.
going to take territory. Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and bless his name. Oh, clap your hands, all ye people, and shout unto the Lord with a voice of triumph. Let the weak say, I am strong. Come on, somebody in the house, somebody that knows how to do battle, better go ahead and decide tonight I'm going on the battlefield and I'm going to take what the devil stole. I'm going to take it back. I'm going after my city. I'm going after my family. I'm going after my co-workers. There's going to be a revival in the church. There's going to be a new church built. There's going to be greater things in our future. Come on, every promise in the book is mine. Come on, everybody in the house, employ your hands. Employ your hands. God, teach my hands to war. Watch this. The first thing that happens when they put you under arrest. Because a man with bound hands can't do much damage. As soon as Satan can keep you from involving your hands, he's not worried about it. But when some of you say in the name of the Lord Jesus, there's healing in my hands. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I will lift my hands in the sanctuary. I will clap my hands unto the Lord. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to employ your hands in this altar call right now. God wants to do some mighty powerful things. you're not just fighting for yourself but we're fighting for the kingdom we're fighting for our children fighting for our homes fighting for our future fighting for our families come on the devil won't get my praise the devil won't silence my praise I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble will hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. There is a transference of anointing from your hands 
of an elder. Come on, elders, you ought to find a young person or a family member, and you ought to go lay your hand on them in the name of the Lord and transfer that anointing that God has put in your life. Come on, let there be a transference through your hands. Go after that new territory. 